All right, guys, tonight we are doing chapter six of the Staff of Moses. You guys have your books you can hold up, so. There we go, yep. So chapter six of the World Mission Society Church of God's apologetic book. Uh, this is a defense book of theirs where they respond to critics and they respond to other uh, belief systems. And basically it's their, their book where they try to defend their um, doctrines and some of their main beliefs. Chapter six is a little bit of an interesting one because it's, it's titled False Insistence, God Cannot Come as a Man. And so if, you know, the first time I read through it, it appears that it's just trying to make the argument that um, more against like an atheist perspective saying that, you know, it, it is possible that God could become a man and argue, are defending against uh, counter arguments to that. So it seems more like it, it could line up in some ways with, with Christian belief. But I think when you dig a little bit deeper into the purpose of why they wrote this chapter, and what they're actually trying to accomplish, um, it kind of explains why we still feel like we need to respond to this one. So Kelsey, maybe explain what what you think they're trying to accomplish with chapter six. Yeah, so uh, basically, I mean, one of the reasons why the, this chapter exists is what you just mentioned, right? For like atheists, agnostics, even um, you know, among Christians who don't believe in the deity of are the divinity of Jesus, right? That they they don't think that God can come to this earth as a man. So that's the first reason. But more more often than not, you know, we end up using the subject not for that purpose, but to explain that unsung whole is God in the flesh. Because people think that, you know, second coming Christ, when he comes, he cannot come in the flesh. He cannot come as a man. And so we'll use this subject to say, yes, yes, he can. Even though it's not mentioned here in the subject, you don't see the name on Sung Home written in the subject, but more often than not, that's what we use this subject for is that, you know, for all the people that say second coming Christ, he can't come in the flesh. Well, yes, he can. You know, Jesus came in the flesh 2000 years ago. So on Sung Home, he can come in the flesh too. So, okay. So Steve, you had a little bit that you wanted to add and share as well as we jump into this. So go, go ahead. Yeah. So I know we're going to go through the chapter quickly. You can host that, but basically, you know, tonight we want to give you your money's worth. And instead of just agreeing with the chapter, we agree with a bunch of the points here that God can come as a man. We're going to contrast the real Jesus Christ and Song Kong, you know, who were the two people? What were the differences? Uh, did, was Ansan, did Ansan Kong have any real chance of fulfilling those prophecies? Was he really as special uh, as the Church of God claims he is? Um, we, we're going to see quickly how he pales before Christ. Uh, completely two different people. But um, why don't you, uh, let's get to that. Why don't you do a quick run through of what's on the pages in chapter six? It's... Um, not that much we're going to uh, disagree with anyway. So this this is sort of a, a Jesus versus Ong Song Hong episode where we're going to contrast the two and, and show why Ong Song Hong doesn't, uh, doesn't really measure up. And um, Kelsey, you said, I think that, uh, I, I think maybe basically like what they're trying to do in this chapter is they're saying, um, you know, people who would hear what they're trying to, to teach, hear their, their beliefs about Ong Song Hong and would, re, would respond with something like saying, you know, like, 
come on guys like you can't you can't really believe that a, a korean man is god um and and that's sort of the attitude that i've probably even kind of had when i first hear that that's sort of a gut reaction and so i think mm -hmm. also that that's 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 a big point that they're trying to they're really trying to to remove that obstacle for people um right in this chapter Right. So, Which is pretty interesting because most of the countermeasures in this book, as we've been dealing with, are things like, you know, there is more than one God, there's a mother, we're going to get to Passover and Sabbath. So it's kind of interesting. This is kind of this and, the, you know, we've got a couple of chapters coming up kind of are kind of the basics, but we'll, we'll do some uh, interesting comparisons here. Mm -hmm. okay. So uh, you want to start off with uh, taking a look through chapter six here? Yep. Um, I don't think we need to read through all of it. I think what might be good is just to, to go to the conclusion and kind of let, let's let hear what their summary uh, is for this chapter. That might be the best way to do it. Because again, there's a lot of what they're gonna say here that on the surface, there's not much to disagree about. Um, but I think let's look at the conclusion and kind of how they wrap up the chapter and then we'll, we'll kind of begin to make some comments. So. They conclude by saying, um, therefore, it's wrong to think that God can't come as a man. Uh, the Bible says that God is mighty enough to come as a man. God can appear as a passerby and can be born as a child. For example, God came as a man before Abraham with his two angels. Um, and then they quote Genesis 18, 1 through 2. Two men among the three were angels. They left for Sodom earlier uh, than the other one, and the one who remained before Abraham was God, Jehovah. So they're trying to make this point. God has appeared. You see God appearing as a man um, multiple times in the Bible. And so, again, this is they're just trying to put, they're trying to put Ong Song Hong on the same status as Jesus in saying that, you know, Jesus came as a man, so Ong Song Hong can come as a man. And I think that's why it's, it's important here that we show why what Jesus did, who he was, um, what he accomplished, what he did to uh, confirm and prove who he is, is, is so far beyond anything that Ong Song Hong has done, anything Ong Song Hong is, that, that it makes it laughable to to compare them almost, you know, and, and you, when you actually examine Ong Song Hong, there's there's nothing that's more credible or compelling about him than than like a Joseph Smith or or a Muhammad or or um, right. any other prophet that's come before. He's just another one that is claiming to be, you know, or or he wasn't necessarily claiming the things that WMSCOG is claiming about him, but another prophet who who great claims are being made about him that i think when you really examine those claims uh they don't work too well they don't pan out so let's just dive in here let's talk um this this might be a shorter episode um but we're just gonna dive in and explain a little bit about Ong Song hong and contrast that with jesus so steve do you want to jump into some of those beginning points yeah at Absolutely. So in Christianity, we always call this the doctrine of the incarnation. And the idea is this is where Christ took on human flesh. So just to review Christian theology, biblical theology, you know, we believe in the Trinity, not the distorted view. We're going to get into that of the WMSCOG. 
So the proper definition of the Trinity is within the one true God, there are three separate and distinct persons, co-eternal, co-existent persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The WSCOG, we're going to get to that in a bit, just in a review, we've covered a lot of stuff before, says that there's one person who reveals himself in three different modes, like three different masks. Sometimes it's that one person, the Father, sometimes that one person, the Son, and other times he's the Holy Spirit, which is actually Yansung Hong. But, you know, in historic Christianity for 2,000 years, whether it's Protestant, Catholic, or Eastern Orthodox, we're all in agreement in the definition of Trinity I game that there are three separate persons, not just one person revealed himself in, in three different modes. God the Son, second person of the Trinity, incarnated, took on human flesh. So basically God the Son, second person of the Trinity, a different person, a different personality than the Father, a different personality than the Holy Spirit. There are three personalities in one being. So three persons, one being, not three beings, and not one person. So three persons in one being. The second person of the Trinity came to dwell on earth and he took on an additional nature. That's the incarnation. He incarnated. So he was fully God and fully man upon earth. And we find that really clearly in the Bible. So in John chapter 1, which I'm sure you all know, the classic text on the incarnation, in the beginning was the Word. We're going to see that's Christ. And the Word was with God. So the Christ was with the Father. And the Word was God. So Christ is divine, just like the Father is divine. You don't have two gods. There's only one God. But there's two persons now here says he was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In verse 14, it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory is the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So here's that text where the word who was with God in the beginning, the creator, all things came to being through him. He basically became flesh and took on a human nature and dwelt among us. So that's the idea of the incarnation. So God becoming man. That's what this uh, chapter is about. Uh, the, other par- the other companion passage Christians go to is in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, where Paul says, Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. You don't have to grasp after anything you already have. So he already existed in the form of God, but emptied himself, taking on the form of a bondservant and having been made in the likeness of men. So he who was existing in the form of God now took on the form of men in the likeness of men. It's interesting that idea of likeness again, like in Genesis 1, right? And Mm -hmm. being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself in becoming obedient to the death, even to the uh, to the death of the cross, um, uh, for this reason, God is also the Father's also exalted him. So the idea right there is the idea of the incarnation that God the Son, second person of the Trinity, became uh, incarnated as a man, so he's fully God and fully man. Thus, his role as a mediator between man and God. He can. It says in uh, Hebrews, we can. Uh, God can understand you know, what we're going through because he has faced these different temptations himself because God is in the person of Christ was uh, man. So, so that's kind of an overview of the incarnation. And then they're going to try to say that, well, just as Christ, you know, became man, right. you know, Ansung Hong became man, uh, you know, to fulfill, uh, you know, the root of David prophecy and everything else. So the question is, 
did Ong Song Hong come in a, a, an incarnation like Jesus did? The Bible explains that, that God, you know, God with us. It, Jesus was, was uh, God was entered into this world in human flesh. That's the claim of the WMSCOG. And so that's not only, you know, there's a list here. I'll, I'll read through qu quickly where there's a handful of other false prophets we listed, and we might be able to think of more that have also claimed to be uh, Jesus coming in. So uh, Reverend uh, Sun, how do you say that? Reverend Moon. Sun Myung uh, Moon. Sun Myung Moon. So Sun Myung let, Moon. Let me, do this, let me do this part real quick. Yep. Yeah, let me do this Go part real it. quick. So Sun Myung Moon, uh, you know, he's supposedly in 1936 in Korea. He had a vision where, you know, Jesus appeared to him. And it's kind of similar to the uh, Church of God, but it's, he's the Unification Church, also known as the Holy Spirit Church of World uh, Unification of, uh, for the World of Christianity. For uh, so basically, he basically found what's commonly called the Moonies, the ones of those mass weddings that you might have heard about, and he's basically what they call the Lord of the Second Advent. So he's the true parents of his wife. So he basically said he's Jesus come here. Uh, another good example is Baha'u'llah of the Baha'i Faith. He is the current manifestation of God, and supposedly all the prophecies of Christ were fulfilled in him. So they would say he's the comforter, he's Christ come again. So here you have a couple examples. Jesus warned you very clearly in Matthew 24, where his disciples said to him, it says, what will be the sign of your coming and the sign of the end of the age? First thing Jesus said is, beware of false prophets, for many will come and try to deceive. Then he goes off and talks about you know wars and rumors of wars and pestilence and that. Then he goes on again. He goes, make sure no one deceives you for many shall come my name and say Christ. Then he goes off again, you know, hearts of man will wax cold and brother will turn against brother. Then he gives it again a third time. He goes on and answers that as the sign of the end, the sign of the coming that, you know, some will see out here is in the desert and everything. So three times in that passage of what are the sign of the end, he talks about the rise of the false prophets, the rise of the false Christ, those who are going to say, I am Christ. And that's really important because when Jesus, when the disciples asked that to Christ, the very first thing out of his mouth, he wasn't talking about all those other prophecies that are going to happen. The very first thing he said is, take heed that no one deceives you. He didn't go on right. about like, you know, wars and earthquakes. The first thing he pointed out was, take heed no one deceives you because there's going to be a rise of false Christ and those are coming. So we're not just going to take anyone for granted and just say, oh, because you claim to be the Christ, we're going to automatically believe you. Let's test what the Bible says, you know. Um, Kelsey, you had a comment about the, uh, in 1980, in the Green Book, in page 115, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. About the, false Christs. Right, right. Um, well, actually, yeah. So, An Sang himself, he wrote in his Green Book, in the, you know, my, not my sleep, it's my voice, um, Mystery of God and Spring of Water of Life. And this is page 115 in the English-only version, but um, it's in the False Christ chapter. He said that, you know, at that time, there were about 15 False Christs in Korea alone, probably thousands worldwide. Um, I don't know where he got that number from. There's no source cited, but, um, you know, in the, that book was written but in 1980. But it's probably right. There are yeah, thousands I mean, of Well, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's a common... Now. I mean, like if you if you watch any kind of you know visitor video to Korea, it's kind of like a, a common joke that you know you're not really a true tourist of Korea until you're approached by a cult. And so, like, I mean, like there's a lot of people in Korea who claim to be Christ, you know, and mm -hmm. worldwide. Um, so, but I mean, we, Sun Myung Moon, right? He's one of them. There's, there's, 
you know, many Shin more. Shin Good News right. Mission. Yeah, and, and, and so, like, An Sung Ho, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's not counting himself in among those 15 false Christs. Um, so, right. you know, who, and so I, I don't the, know who he's referring to, but, yeah. So let's, it, well, all these guys claimed to, you know, claim or they're claimed about that they meet, you know, a biblical test of, of being Jesus, of being the Christ. All, each right. one, I mean, think about this, guys. Like, if, if you're a member listening to this, of any of any cult group, um, you know, they, they would come with the same fervor and zeal and confidence that you guys have about Father and saying, oh, it, it, it's the Bible testifies about him. The, the prophecies are so clear. You know, that's what people are saying, that same kind of stuff in all these different groups. So what what makes you think that you are so special or that you, you are so confident that you have it? Um, that's just something to stop and think about, you know, from any, I think any religious perspective that you have is stop and think about, you know, the, the doctrines you're, you're holding to or, or the, the certain belief system you're holding to and, and realize that there's, you know, thousands of different belief systems wherein each one is convinced that they've got it right and everybody else is wrong. That alone... Right. You know, to any rational, reasonable and, and person, Jordan, should me, cause you to pause this. and step back and and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what they so what they all do is they say, well, we're different because in our case, <clears throat> so you know, Moon would say, oh, we're different because he came to restore, you know, like the true parents and everything, blah blah blah. And then yeah. you would have here, you know, oh, but he restored the Passover, so that's right. how we know, you know, the new covenant. So, right. there, so the thing is, what if you put all these guys in a room together, right, guys? You put a Baha'i with <laughs> someone from the Unification Church and someone from the Church of God. What if they were all on a desert island all crashed together? They'd be fighting over who's got the real Jesus because our Jesus has come again. No, no, I've got the real Jesus. He's coming again to my church. No, no, I've got the real Jesus. He came already again to my church. He's already come invisibly. You know, Jehovah's Witnesses says, Or I am the real one, yeah. Invisibly. <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah, so they could, you know, it's like all the Napoleons arguing in the nuthouse, right? It's like, you know, I'm Napoleon. No, I'm G Napoleon. Well, it's like, will the real Jesus please stand up? So in 2 Corinthians <laughs> chapter 11, Paul warns us exactly about the scenario. So Jesus warns us in Matthew 24 about watch out for the guys who are coming along to say, hey, here's the Christ. Well, he warns you, right? And I know the Church of God actually uses that same lesson. Well, oh, it's yeah. funny because... So, because uh, well, in Matthew 24, let me um, open to that page really quick. Because, like, for example, you said, like, one of the, it, it says, watch out for anyone coming in the desert, right? Saying, I am the Christ, right? And they say, well, Ansan Hol's not a false Christ because he didn't come from a desert. He came from Korea. Korea is not a desert. Um, you know, it says, yeah, for false Christ and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles. I know we're going to get in that, you know, with chapter 7. But, mm -hmm. you know, they say, oh, he didn't perform any miracles. Right, the signs and miracles, and and the, this is a sign of false prophets. So because An Sung Hong didn't do any miracles, he's not a false Christ. He didn't come from a desert. Um, yeah. So they so, through these verses, yeah. they actually try to explain that he is not a false Christ. Okay. I mean, since since you brought that up, and we're going to dive into this more in the next chapter. So let me just say this, and let's not add any more to it. But I just just because you you said that, I want to respond. That point that you just mentioned, that they they look at that prophecy of Jesus that he warns about false prophets and false signs and wonders uh, being a sign of false prophets in the end. 
you know what else is a sign of false prophets in the end? You know what else? It, like, what's another activity the Bible describes that false prophets will be performing in the last days? Uh, teaching, what? teaching the Bible, preaching. Uh, uh, <laughs> and so, so by your logic, by the WMSCOG logic, again, this is just like he's a false prophet. It's like this. This is like <laughs> this. Literally makes me want to hit my head against a wall and say, "This is just." This is ridiculous. Like, okay, Jesus warns about yeah. it's so that obvious, there will be guys. there will be false signs and wonders. Therefore, therefore, all all signs and wonders are evil and demonic and, and signs of false prophet. By that standard, yeah. there's more warnings in the New Testament about false teachers than there are about false signs and wonders. And so, by that logic, anybody who teaches the Bible, that's a sign of a false prophet because. You know, there will be false teachers in the last time. So teaching is one of the signs of a false prophet. That that's I'm not saying that's what I believe. I'm saying that's that's that would by be that consistent. Logic, yeah, you're right. yeah, by the WMSCOG logic, that would be a consistent way of arguing, which is again, yeah. I literally makes me want to hit my head against a wall because it's just <laughs> some of the arguments that they they come up with are just like you can just tell they're not really trying to come up with something that's true and like like rational. They're just thinking about how can I prove what I want to prove? Like, how can I, how can I, right. um, how can I like support my belief? They're not actually like seeking truth and, and rationality. They're just seeking any way they can possibly defend their position right. and, and continue to support their agenda. Uh, and, that's and my opinion. Members, and if you could, well, to members who are listening, if you, could, if you look oh, at more groups, like I said, they say, but we're different. Yeah. yeah, they say we're different. Am I having lagging again? <laughs> I think there's a little not, bit of a delay. Just a little bit. Again. Not like last time. You're good. It, it's not too yeah. bad. Uh-oh. Time before. Uh, now I'm using a MacBook instead with a new router, so technical. But um, so they kind of say that, you know, there's different um, – we're different like that. It's kind of funny because Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, the parallel passage for the all of the discourse in Matthew 24 is Luke 21. And it's kind of hilarious because in that Luke 21 account, Jesus says, watch out for anyone who comes. They'll say the time is at hand. Well, the Jehovah's Witnesses right. had a book in their series of false prophecy books called The Time's at Hand. And, you know, one, you know, ex-Jehovah's Witnesses used to hold that up and say, and, it, and Jesus will say, and he held the book, The Time is at Hand. It's right. That's what they call their book. It's, it's just hilarious. But they, they all kind of do the same thing, right, Jordan and Kelsey? So what they do is... You know, Jesus warned us again and again, watch out for these guys who are going to say this false prophet saying that Christ is here. But then they all, all these groups will say like, well, I don't care if you're Church of God. I don't care if you're the Moonies. I don't care if you're Baha'i. They'll say, well, it wasn't a big visible coming. It was an invisible coming. But that's not the message of the Bible. The Bible says, watch out, you know, for people who say Christ, you know, the Christ is going to come. Because when he comes, it'll be a glorious coming where every eye will see him. It won't be a secret of kind of, of coming. Um, let me go to the Greek real quick. So there's three Greek words. The New Testament is written in Greek. Three Greek words are used for the coming of Christ. One is parousia, which means coming or presence. It's more of a subtle kind of word. Then you have epiphania, which is like a glorious outshining. Something is very visible, you know, that everyone will see. And the third word is apocalypsis, where we get the word apocalypse in Greek. And that is like a revelation where everything is revealed. History is just like, you know, 
torn apart where, you know, that coming is a completely visible coming. So, yeah, you can try to argue about parousia like the Jehovah's Witnesses do say, well, it's kind of a, you know, a secret presence, a, a quiet coming. But the, the language of the New Testament does not allow this at all with Epiphania and Apocalypsis here. <laughs> Sorry. So it doesn't even give you that possible, speaking of tongues here, it doesn't even give you that ability to kind of think of a secret coming. That's what the cults do. They'll try to say, oh, well, our leader came, and the only reason he came is because it was kind of a, a quiet coming, not a, a glorious coming. And that's exactly right. what the Bible says. Every eye will see him. It will be glorious. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's the judgment on earth. Yep. So as, as you look at Aung San Hong's life and what he accomplished and why the WMSCOG believes, uh, and this is a question for you, Kelsey, like as you look at why the WMSCOG is so convinced um, the World Mission Society Church of God, I got to say that over and over again for the YouTube algorithm. Um, mm-hmm. So why they uh, believe he's Christ, what, would you say it really comes down to it really comes down to prophecies, fulfilled prophecies. Is that kind of yes. the, the main the main deal for them? Yeah, it's it's. They would say it's the prophecies that he fulfilled all the prophecies of of second coming Christ. So that's yeah. why he is the one. Okay, which is the high, which is but silly. It's, but it's prophecies that they created Invent. by stringing right. along verses exactly. together yeah. and creating transitions. Right. So it's working not like backwards. A, yeah, because, yeah. like, when you look at the prophecies about Jesus, um, like, it's like you, you read one verse and that's the prophecy, right? You don't have to string together, you know, five, six, seven verses together to meet one complete prophecy. Um, right. And so, but with Ansang Hong, they have to do that. And right. they have to not only string together the verses, but how they string together the verses is through transitions. And so without those transitions, the verses that they select don't even make sense together. So Yep. And we're kind of yeah. doing a transition tonight, right? Because this lesson in chapter six, you know, it's uh, the idea of, you know, God cannot become man. But we're going to transition a little bit to saying how we can, you know, uh, say Christ uh, is different from Ansahong. I want to read one more verse warning us here. In Second uh, Corinthians eleven verses three and four, and Paul says, "But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, that your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and um, purity of devotion to Christ. For if one comes and preaches another Jesus, you see, there's another Jesus right there. Right. Um, if he says that we have not preached." Or if you receive a different spirit you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you might uh, you might bear this beautifully. So the point is, you know, there's lots of Jesuses around. You mm-hmm. know, you have the Jesus of Mormonism, who's one God out of millions of gods. God the Father had relations with Mary to have Jesus. He's a spirit brother, Lucifer. He sweat in the garden against seventy for your sins. It was an incomplete atonement. The Jesus of the Jehovah's Witnesses is Michael the Archangel, first and greatest creation of Jehovah God, that God created Jesus, and through Jesus he created everything else. He was died on a torture stake, rose in a visible spirit creature, and came invisibly in 1914. And who's the Jesus of the Bible? He's God the Son, second person mm-hmm. Trinity, as we said, who took on flesh and additional nature and died and rose for our sins with a physical body. Well, who's the Jesus of the World Mission Society Church of God? 
uh, we're here talking more about another Jesus. Well, he's right. a Korean guy who was born as a Buddhist, who became a Seventh-day Adventist, who, you know, got married, had children, uh, lived in Korea, not Israel. He came in a secret of coming like that, um, had a, he died, and there was a big church split afterwards. We'll get a bit into that later. So he and he just stayed in his tomb and died, and that's just a different Jesus again. So yeah. you have lots of Jesus running around. That's why Paul warned you. He says, watch out. If anyone preaches another Jesus than we have preached, you know, don't believe him. Jesus himself warned, watch out for false Christ. This is really important. So tonight we can look a little bit of who was An Sung Hong. Uh, was, he, was he anything like what we see in the Bible is predicted the second coming of Christ is coming in great glory and great power? Yes. So he never, one point is that Aung San Hong never claimed to be second coming Christ. If you actually look in, at what he taught, what he believed, what he wrote, um, not in his books or his sermons, do you see him claiming to be second coming Christ? And even his family, his, his son, uh, who, who runs the NCPOG, will deny that, that he ever claimed that. that that's, that's why there's you know, a huge reason why there's such a big division. Because they know, the, his son knows, he never claimed that. He didn't believe himself to be Christ. And that's a big point right there that should cause you to pause as a member and, and ask, why is that? Like, if, if this is God, uh, if this is Christ come a second time, why did he seem to not only not specifically say that, but say things that that seem to pretty clearly say that's not who he was. Um, so for instance, he, he claimed to be Elijah, right? Right. And and that's that's where where is that's written in some of his books. His, yeah, it's written in the green his original green book that was published. Origi in the original green book, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you can you can you pop that up on the screen? Yep. Um, and I can if you if you share your screen, I can I can lead you to where it's at. It's in um, specifically. Chat. It's the, it was the. Let me see. It was specifically not not the first chapter. It was. It would be chapter thirty six. Chapter thirty. Yeah, chapter yep. thirty six. And then if you can see the section that's right above. Elijah the prophet will not be sent, or Elijah the prophet will be sent. It's kind of towards the end. This, of this was chapter. all taken out of the current book, guys. So all you gospel workers, your book you have the green book is different than the original book because it used to have thirty-eight chapters. Now yeah. it's down to thirty-five, and you don't have all the words of Father. These three of the chapters have been taken out, and Kelsey will tell you why this chapter with oh, Elijah was taken just, out. I think I had just seen it. Uh, okay. And, and Jordan, while you're pulling that up, what's also interesting, I was just thinking, is that you never have any instances, not only of An Zung Hong not claiming to be God, but none of his followers talking about him as God. You know, with at least with Jesus, you know, you had Doubting Thomas say, my Lord and my God. You know, the other people would recognize him as God, right? Where are An Zung Hong's followers who ever wrote and said, hey, we have Jesus come back. We have God among us. I don't right. know of any records of any third-party people. I, as we said before, all this was right, invented. Right. People who are directly uh, knew him and heard his teachings that were saying, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. And he, all taught, this, he taught and, and that he was Christ. Was like, dead, this is who he was. Yeah. 
Right. Well, actually, right, but I want to... and, and once Aung San Kong was dead, they could change this around and say anything because he's not there alive to defend it. But, you know, the church always says they started in 64. That's a lie. The church started in 85. In 80, in the church in 64 had nothing to do with the church in 85, yeah. the start in 85, because they never taught, believed in a mother God. They never believed that An Sung Hong claimed to be God. An Sung Hong from 64 to 85 was just claiming that, you know, he was Elijah. He never claimed he was Christ. The church actually started in 85 by Zhang Yilgja and Juchil Kim. Once An Sung Hong was dead and he couldn't defend it himself, saying, hey, I never claimed to be God. Well, he was dead. He could, they couldn't say anything about it. That's yeah. when they first started this lie that he was actually God. He would have re rejected that in a second. Well, so I want to I do want to point out, though, um, that so a couple of things I want to point out is that um, with the witnesses uh, or sorry, with the church. Yeah. Witnesses of Jesus Church of God, which is um, An Sung Hong's original church established in 1964. Um, so that one the the people who like w within that one again nobody like you said nobody claims that An Sang Hong is Christ right um, they believe that he is you know a prophet like a teacher and um, those pe there's there's significant people within that church still that were baptized and that you know spent time preaching with An Sang Hong long before Zhang Gil Jia even joined the church so they have documentation. Um, that she was baptized, I believe, in 1969. Um, and But I, I don't know the validity of that. I just know that's what they say. She was baptized in 1969. So there are people that, you know, that are still within the Witnesses of Jesus Church of God that, you know, were baptized and, again, walked alongside An Sung Hong, were with An Sung Hong the whole way before she even joined the picture. And they are, they've kept adamant records and, you know, have published them online and, sh like, saying that, you know, everything that the WMSCOG is teaching is, or a good portion of what they're teaching is not accurate, is not what An Sung Hong originally taught. Okay. Um, and so, so but also... Also, I do want to mention about the, you know, the NCPCOG, which is the church that is led by An Sang Hong's son. Um, so it's kind of like at, at this point, as I've heard kind of mis mixed claims that they that um, they believe in An Sang Hong as second coming Christ or they don't. The witnesses of Jesus Church of God say that the NCPCOG claims he is second coming Christ. But for the longest time, I've heard that they don't believe he is the second coming Christ. So. Um, many people within the NCPCOG community <clears throat> are not willing to talk um, because they're afraid that of uh, WMSCOG members um, pretending to be people wanting to join their church. So they're not as willing to talk as the witnesses of Jesus. But so I've heard mixed me mixed mess. messages. I just want to point that out. Um, okay. But regardless, he's got two or three other children who definitely. Do not say he is second coming Christ or God, right. who also grew up, you know, with him. So, yep. so in but contrast, did you find that? Uh -huh. Oh yes, I'm sorry, I was supposed to pull that up. Yes. There we go. Okay, so let me okay. let me make my screen bigger so I can read this. So yeah, can so you can, can you go to the section that's like it's towards the end of this chapter um, where it says Elijah the prophet will be sent. So if you scroll all the way to the bottom, and then we I think it's easier just to work your way up. There it is. Oh, there you go. So actually scroll up just a little bit above. The section I want is right above this one. So keep going, keep going. Okay, there. So wait, wait, too far, too far. Go down. Okay, there. Um, so, okay, so two, so one, two, three paragraphs above where it says Elijah the prophet will be sent. It starts with no matter what, right? 
Yep. So again, this is this is on the examining the WMSCOG.com site, but this same book um, you can find on the NCPCOG site in English. So in case you're like, well, this looks like a Word document, well, you can see it um, in its entirety on the NCPCOG okay. site. Um, and so this so, okay. is summarize what this is. This is this is not a sum. So this is just um, a translation of the uh, missing chapters from the Green Book. Okay. So this is chapter thirty six, the original chapter thirty six um, about Elijah, and this chapter was re- like along with you know two other chapters were removed um, from the Green Book by the WMSCOG. Uh, members have who have asked about it have said that um, it was removed because Mother removed it. Um, no explanation given why. Um, but so I want to, so this is what Ansang Hong said concerning the prophet Elijah. Um, so again, starting on the chapter where it says no matter what, or the paragraph where it says no matter what, it says no matter what age one is in, when there is no prophet, there is no truth. However, the last prophet Elijah was the one to convey the last truth of preparing the way for second coming of Jesus. So before I continue, it says the last prophet Elijah was implying that Elijah has already come. So as we know, Ansang Hong claimed that he was the Elijah. It's on his gravestone, right, that he was the Elijah. So here he's talking about himself. He says, however, the last prophet Elijah was the one to convey the last truth of preparing the way for second coming of Jesus. So Elijah was sent to prepare the way for second coming Christ. The history is repeating. John the Baptist has sent good news for Jerusalem as a prophet who prepared the way for the first coming of Jesus. However, the last Elijah's mission was to restore the destroyed church by revive, by reviving early faith that was present in the apostolic age. So what we're, the takeaway from this is, again, Ansang Hong, who claimed he is the Elijah, who the church taught he was the Elijah, and even the WMSCOG claims still that he is the Elijah, right? He says that he was sent to prepare the way for second coming Christ. But the WMS says he is second coming Christ. So that, that the WMS COG, the World Mission Society Church of God teaching is in direct contradiction with Ansang Hong's teaching. And again, when I asked a member about this, they said, oh, second coming of Jesus means mother. And I said, no, no, no. <laughs> the WMS teaches a second coming Christ and God the mother are separate. They, the, the World Mission Society Church of God teaches that Ansang Hong is Elijah and Second Coming Christ who was sent to prepare the way for God the Mother. That's not what Ansang Hong wrote here. Yep. So there's that. And then the other piece I want to mention is, um, um, oh, if you go a little bit further, so if you could share your screen again from that point, if you scroll a little bit further down onto the, I think the next page, uh, yeah. So if you see the, the paragraph that begins with because the first. So again, keeping in mind that Ansang Hong, he taught he was the Elijah. The church believed he was the Elijah. It says because the first actual Elijah had ascended when he was alive, 2 Kings 2.11, the last Elijah's mission is to transform and ascend while he is alive. The last Elijah's mission is to transform and ascend along with the live 144,000 saints. So not only did he claim, Yikes. that's a big person. So you can, you can understand 
why this chapter would be problematic for the World Mission Society Church of God right. to the point where Makes their current leader was like, we need to take that out, right? Yeah, because here he's here. claiming, yeah, so here he's claiming that he is what? Well, we know he's he says he is Elijah, right? And he says that he is to transform and ascend to heaven alive. And not only alive, but with the 144,000. Well, as you can see, he died of a stroke in 1985, and he was buried. Yeah, he didn't right? do much ascending. What year was he supposed to ascend, Kelsey? Well, he expected to live until 1988 because and the other chat, one of the other chapters that was removed from this book in chapter one. Um, actually, if you could show that, right. uh, Jordan, I got that page yep. marked too. So if you see chapter one, um, and it is the one, two, three, fourth page in chapter one. If you could show that. I want to show something else. I want to show okay. what Ansel Holmes said about the fig tree and how this relates. You said so the, the fourth, fourth page? page? Yeah, it's the fourth page. Okay. Okay. This is so stuff here, missing the, from your current book. Yes, this is the stuff that you have not seen unless you looked, you've read this online. Um, so if you see, starting from, let's see, let's see. Okay. Starting from where it says Jesus made a prophecy about Jerusalem. Okay, yep. so it says, uh, Matthew 24, verse 32 to 34, it says, Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near right at the door. So I, all WMSCOG members, we're all familiar with this verse because the World Mission Society uses this verse to explain that, um, that, the second coming Christ must appear in 1948 because that's when Israel came back to life. But that's how the World Mission Society explains it. Let's wait, wait, can you share it again? Yep, sorry. Let's see what, let's see what Ansang Hong, how he explained this and how it relates to um, him expecting to live longer than 1985. So if we read the next paragraph, it says, depending on the country, this part is symbolized by an animal or a tree. In Japan, this part is symbolized by the cherry blossom tree. In Korea, the Rose of Sharon. And in Israel, the fig tree. This is because the fig tree is the oldest surviving tree from the old Garden of Eden. So basically what he's saying is like, you know, the, the fig tree represents the nation of Israel. And that's what the next sentence is going to tell you. It says, furthermore, the Israeli nation itself descended from Adam all the way from the Garden of Eden. So the fig tree and the Israeli nation cannot be separated. However, this nation came to independence in 1948 and the branches have become tender and the leaves lush so again saying that the fig tree represents the nation of israel and that the lesson from the fig tree is about israel gaining its independence in 1948 then the next one it says as he, the next paragraph says as he said you know that it is near right at the door it is about the time when we learn about something with more certainty as per the research above it's not research but as per the research above <laughs> The Israeli nation went through major changes on a number of occasions in 40 years, so it can be ascertained that the above history accurately shows what to expect at the end. So he's, he's saying that there's, there's uh, you know, is, along with Israel, there's, the, there's a prophetical 40 years. But when you see the next chapter, or next paragraph, it says, Since the Israeli nation came to independence in 1948, it makes it 1988, 40 years after. Will the world really come to an end at that time, or will it only be a minor change in the Israeli nation like what happened in the past? 
As Jesus said, as soon as this twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near right at the door. It will surely come to an end at that time. So An Sang Hong, he predicted, this was the other chapter that was removed from the, the original green book, as you can see, because An Sang Hong is saying the end will surely come in 1988. But looking back at chapter 36, he he fully expected to ascend to heaven alive together with the 144,000, meaning he expected to live until 1948 and then to ascend to heaven along with everybody else when the world is destroyed. So none of this happened, right? <laughs> right. Kelsey, so you uh, can see why they removed it. Yep. So he's, he... Kelsey, he, you want to... Uh-huh. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I had something I was, to I was add. saying, you know... Jesus, to to my knowledge, Jesus didn't, you know, proclaim prophecies that didn't come true. But on Sang Hong, he's on a streak right now with this this one book, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so this forever makes him a false prophet. So not only was he not God, even just period as a human mm-hmm. being, he was a false prophet. He set a date; it didn't come true. Mm-hmm. He's a false prophet in Deuteronomy eighteen. You know, if he was living outside in Jerusalem, they would have taken him outside of town and stoned him from being a false prophet. Because when you set a date and it doesn't happen, you know, the penalty for a false prophet was death. And that's a pretty serious charge. You're not supposed to, you know, it's a very, very heavy burden on that one. So bringing us back to this, the emphasis the WMSCOG puts on miracles and signs being a, a sign of false prophets. Um, and, and therefore, that, that's kind of their way that they say, you know, why stop demanding that Ong Song Hong or Mother, you know, do miracles or, or prove prove it. Just believe the prophecies because miracles are a sign of pro- false prophets. Well, you you know what what else biblically is a sign of a false prophet? False you know prophecies. False, prophecy. <laughs> false false prophecies, guys. Yeah. <laughs> false prophecies pretty are a pretty and, and, pretty big sign of that. And God and gives. Then, the searching person enough evidence to know. You know, the Jehovah's Witnesses have said 1914, 1915, 1918, 1925, 1941, 1975, and they keep doing it. And the Mormons have said in 1892, you know, Christ would appear. Um, and the Church of God, that was, this is their first one because this they did the it first, two other yeah. times after that. And, and yeah. you know and, what the sign of a false church is? Or a church some, not belonging to God? Is one that tries to hide and cover... Well, yeah, one who tries to hide and cover up the false prophecies yeah. that were made right. with, by their leader. Yeah, just to acknowledge them. Like that would that would give you more yeah. credibility than hiding them. The moment yeah. you start to hide these things, remove chapters from the books. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, you're 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 you might as well paint guilty on your foreheads in red. Um, you know, there's even there's Christians who will who will make f- false prophecies, which is, is a whole but not other thus the mess Lord. of its own. Not well, that, that may be an interpretive well, no, thing. I'm, I'm saying, this is very I'm different. saying more charismatic. This is groups. Elijah. Yeah, but this is very but, but different. But the point than, is that, you know, that I mean, you I don't know, there, there's those who will, there's those the who church. will, there's those who will acknowledge Yeah, but I don't remember the church to kind of say that Christians do it too. That may be an interpretive convictions, but it's a far cry from saying, well, well the I'm difference Elijah, would be, the difference the would Lord. be proclaiming to be Christ himself and making those prophecies. Absolutely. Um, and the the point I'm trying to make is that you should, you know, just just own these things. Uh, the fact that, like yeah. you said, Kelsey, the fact that the WMSUG 
hides these things and does with them what the what, the way it it handles them the way it does uh the huge red flag well calling it a red flag is an understatement it's just it's a clear sign of guilt 